welcome back to season two of the ESPC Property Show. And with me, with me, Megan, is... <laughs> it is me, Paul. I've forgotten um, who I've been, who I was. It's been so long. I know, it does feel like ages. Our last official podcast episode went out on the 1st of June. Um, and it is now... Um, August. Yeah. So we are the decorators in. Yes, we have. We're in. We're in the same studio, <laughs> but it just looks a little bit mm, different. Yeah. Um, We've upped our game. Our, 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 our podcast game has been upped. Yes, and we're here to stay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Unlike, as I said on my LinkedIn post, unlike some high-profile. Duos, podcast duos, one with the name Megan, actually. Yes, I know. Um, we've had our second series. Yeah, I know. And we're really excited for this new series. Uh, but we thought we would kick off um, after we had some feedback from some listeners that they really wanted to have a bit more um, industry market updates. Yeah, a bit of a flavour about what's been going on. Yeah. And we, we don't want this to dominate every episode, but I think if we can sort of touch the pulse of the property market as we go, we will. And we felt today was appropriate to do that. Yeah, especially since we've been away for quite a few months now. Um, you will have seen that in the podcast feed, we did have our ESPC live event. Yeah. So if you've been listening, you will have gotten a flavour of what the first six months of the year um, have, uh, what was happening in the first six months of the year. Um, but we thought we would just chat over the, that That's summer period in case you've been away on your holidays and you're thinking about um, getting back into looking um, into what's going on in the property market. And we see that. I mean, there is a bit of seasonality. And I think since mm-hmm. COVID, and I think we think it's a really good thing, people are taking the holidays, they're switching off, they're not obsessing about the property market. But now, you know, children back at school. Yeah. It's time to start looking time for to start properties looking again. For property again yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Paul, I want to just kick off. If you could just give us a little summary then yep. of of the last few months. Yeah, let's start with then a, a review of what we call it the summer market. And you know, this is despite the fourteenth consecutive interest rate interest rate rise, uh, the market's been pretty stable. It, it's held up very well. Um, uh, if we look at the last house price report, which is May to July, we saw a 0.4% increase in house values. It's been up a little, it's been down a little, but generally what we're seeing is a, is a stable market in terms of house values, which is completely contrary to maybe what the headlines have been saying and what the yeah. the predictions late last year were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's encouraging. Um, I think it's encouraging for, for buyers and sellers, and we'll come to that. Um the premium that's being paid is, is is come down a little from last year. It's at 103.8% now. So again, to be expected, there's more choice out there. There's almost double the amount of property uh, to choose from than there was this time last year. So again, more choice, good for first-time buyers. And I think we are returning to levels which are around 2019. We we say this every time we do a house price report video. The the frenzy of 2021 and 22 is is is, is behind us now, and we're levels of buying it and selling and listing are back to those sort of levels. But the medium time to sell, so time it takes from coming on the market to uh, achieving a buyer for the property sits at 19 days. Which is still really quick. It's really quick. If you, you know, if you look at the average across the UK, that is, you know, that is way quicker than you're going to find in the rest of the UK where it's two, three months, even longer. Yeah. You know? um, so just shows you we have a really healthy market. And uh, one of the things we have been, we, we were just talking about this when we were, is that we've, we've not seen a crash and uh, we're, putting together a piece which we'll have out in in the next week or so talking about the, the you know what's the difference between the market now and the market that we saw in 208 209 when you know across the UK there was a crash I have to say even during that market 
Edinburgh was tremendously resilient and we didn't really see prices significantly impacted. Uh, but, you know, as a, as, a, as a sort of very brief summary, there's been no credit crunch this time. Uh, you can still go out there and get a 100% mortgage. I mean, back in 2008, 2009, I remember it very well. You, you, you literally needed 25% deposit in most cases to, to get a mortgage. And it, mm-hmm. it came from nowhere. So suddenly, you know, you had your 5%. But you didn't have your extra 20. And, and that's why the market, in many ways, ground to a halt. So yeah. we've not seen that with the, uh, the uh, um, variability of mortgages out there. And the other thing is that as a, as a result of what was reckless lending in 2008 and 2005, 2006, 2007, when people could have got 110% mortgages, that would have been nice. So you got your house and you got a mortgage for all your fitting, fixes and fittings and your carpets. Um, you know, there was an argument that there was some reckless lending that, you know, checks weren't, people could self-certify on their income, et cetera, et cetera. Things since then have got a lot tighter. So mm-hmm. um, I don't think we've seen that reckless lending since 2009. And as a consequence, we're not seeing the repossessions that we saw back then, you yeah. know, which again means there's not a flood of properties coming to the market. So we still have this balance between buyers and sellers. So lots of reasons why it's different from, from from that market then and lots of reasons why I believe we won't see a significant house price readjustment, certainly in, in the areas that we operate in. The other thing we, we, we should mention, and again we've spoken about this, is um, rent inflation. You know, mm-hmm. Edinburgh the highest in the UK in, in, yeah. in April this year. Shortage of property. I mean we were talking to our lettings team earlier and they were saying that you know as soon as anything comes on the market there's 25, 30 people inquiring on that day. And by the end of the day, it's let. Mm-hmm. And so whilst that sustains, people are always going to look at buying a property as an other alternative. And they should, you know, it's weighing up the pros and cons. Yeah, I mean, what that means is for every rental property, there's then about 28, 29 um, un- unhoused It tenants. makes you wonder where, the, where people go. I mean, certainly, you know, Shelter have spoken about the, the, the housing crisis. You hear it from Homes for Scotland, the body for, for new builders, and we'll be having probably be having both of them on the show i think that'd be really good you know yeah. just to talk about the housing market it's clear we need to build more homes and we need to we, we, we need to act fast on that really in my view yeah and in terms of um i don't know if you want to explain a little bit about this paul i've tried to been chatting to people over the summer as well like friends family uh, and trying to explain that this rising we've seen this rise in average rent in scotland yeah. which is matching that or coming in close second to London, yeah. um, despite having these rent caps yeah. in place. Do you want to talk about why that's yeah, maybe Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and again, just just uh, in the old days, um, if the housing market was with the, for residential sales was doing well, the letting market was suffering and, you know, vice versa. Um, but we're seeing, you know, we're seeing rising house prices and rising rents. Um, why are we seeing that? I think, yes, there is a rent cap in place. I think what's happened there is there's, be many a landlord that's exited from the market who've decided that, you know, that's just one more piece of legislation too many. But what is clear is that when properties become vacant and that gives you the opportunity then to review the rent, to, to ask what you want, because of the supply and demand imbalance, because many landlords have left the market, it means when a property comes available to, to, um, to rent, the landlord has been able to put the rent up. Now, not all landlords are doing this and, you know, not all landlords are, are bad, you know, not all landlords are absolutely out of profit here. Many didn't put up rents during the COVID period. I know here at ESPC we had we had um, many a landlord that, 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 that cut some slack for those people that were on furlough, so, mm-hmm. you know, so that they, they made the concession on the rent. 
Um, but yes, I think what we're seeing is when the opportunity arises and the property becomes vacant, we are seeing rents rise significantly. Um, because I think the landlord's sort of view on that is, well, this might be my my only opportunity for a while because once a tenant comes in, the, the cap is going to kick in. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll, I'll get the increase in now whilst I can. Yeah. And um, so in some ways, the it's the law of the unintended consequences of, of these government decisions, I think, have impacted quite negatively on the market. I don't think it's working for landlords or, or tenants, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And I think, um, yeah, you're right. It's that what we're seeing in both markets, the rental and the um, residential purchasing market, um, that lack of supply is what's increasing. Yeah. I suppose the good thing is if if there is a, you know, and and there is absolutely hope for first-hand buyers out there, you know, we passionately believe we'd like to see more first-hand buyers on the ladder. Mm -hmm. But what we are seeing is, you know, there are 100% mortgages available for first-hand buyers, so you don't need a deposit if you've been in rented property and you've kept up with that rent. That can be seen as as, as your credit worthiness. And mm-hmm. again, you need to talk to uh, a mortgage expert about that, but there are those mortgages available. We're also seeing a, a real rise in the amount of fixed-price properties on the SPC. Yeah. Which is great because the thing which plagued the market, as we know, is that poor old first-time buyers had to find the mortgage deposit and then had to find the premium, which is at 108% at one point last year, yeah. to, to, to successfully win the property at closing date, whereas mm-hmm. now it's fixed price, which means that's my price, that's what I want for it. And we've even had some of our member firms come on here and say, well, it's a fixed price, but I can offer. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, there's, there's, there's that as well. So more choice, double the amount of properties for sale. You yeah. know, so I think that's a good thing. And that, speaking about first-time buyers, we've often mentioned, referred to this kind of double deposit mm-hmm. that um, we've heard thrown around a lot that first-time buyers, they need the deposit to yeah. get the mortgage, but they also need the bidding yeah. power um, of that offers over. So it's not necessarily that now they're going to get then you're going to need less capital, less less cash up front. It's just that they have to use that in a different way. Maybe less goes on the premium, more goes on the deposit. Yeah, and, and, and hopefully a bit left over for um, carpets and curtains and things. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, I, I, I don't say that flippantly because I think, you know, it, it's hard and, and we all found it hard getting on that ladder. I'll be honest, I think it was easier back in my day and, and than it is these days. And I don't know, you, you recently bought and... Uh, I think we need to find a way that we can get more people on the ladder. And I know as ESPC, we want to talk to governments about that and see there were some great schemes the other year, which I think helped. And, and we'd like to see a reintroduction of some of those measures because I think, you know, it's important that we, we have a first and buyers market. Yeah. And um, obviously another thing that we you've already touched upon what, uh, over the summer was the continuous rise in interest rates, which we won't go into too much because we've got an episode coming up with our mortgages team who will kind of explain yeah. that in a bit more depth. But we are starting to see some lenders reduce their uh, rates and yeah. and inflation is now coming down. Inflation is coming down. Wage inflation is still a concern. Bank mm-hmm. of England said that. And I think if you read into Bank of England's last statement, I think really what they're saying is that, you know, they'll need to go harder for longer than, than maybe most of us anticipate or, or wish for. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think we may see more rises to come. A lot of economists are talking about maybe a rise in September or October. I think they may take more of a wait-and-see approach as we go and feel our way into that because it does hopefully look like we're over peak inflation, mm-hmm. which would be good. Yeah. Um, and I think when we had um, we had Debbie on the uh, Debbie Hare on the show, mm-hmm. um, 
And the first reason she said there's always a lag between you. You make an interest rate rise over here. Yeah. It may be nine months before the market really feels that. Yeah. And that's why I think we're starting to see the drop in inflation. The measures the Bank of England took a you know, a good way back now. Yeah. So I think that's just a nice little update. I don't know, Paul, if you've got anything else to add for... I wish I had more good news. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, as I say, anything else to add over and above that? I think, you know... I'm not one for predictions, especially about the future. <laughs> uh, but I would say, yeah, I think the market remains stable. I think it feels like it's a fairer market this year. Um, we had many yeah. meetings last year and we spoke about it being an absolute seller's market. And it was, you know, it's great for sellers, not so easy for buyers. I think we have a more balanced and a more fairer market this year. And as I say, that's no bad thing. And I think our solicitor estate agents would vote any day for the market we have now over the market maybe we've had in the last year, year or two because yeah. it, it has been frenzied and that's been challenging and even with resources you know one of the reasons we have wage inflation is because there's a there's a shortage of skills there's you know the, the, and, and in the jobs markets and I think everyone has a has the limits to how much they can sustain in terms of workload so you know a nicer slightly more becalm market is, is no bad thing all around really yeah and I know some sellers might be thinking oh would this house prices but at the end of the day most sellers are buyers Absolutely. so you might not get it when you sell your house but you'll feel it when you buy it. swings and roundabouts yeah, yeah exactly. and totally experts I mean um, our solicitor estate agents are offering on properties every single day so yeah. they'll know what's being accepted they'll know what they yeah. can offer you know you, you can look at the prices online but the three months out of date you know registers of Scotland or yeah. even longer you know it's three or five months our guys know what's happening on that day or the next day so you know they're the people you need to be speaking to yeah and Actually, one more thing. Do we have any data on any hotspots, any areas that are selling you know, well? Um, I have to say Leaf has been a, a surprise. Climber, summer hits. There's always a summer hit, isn't it? Um, it's, Leaf has, has done really well. Volumes are up significantly in terms of sales. Prices are up. Um, I think, as I said, I think it's to do with the trams. Personally, I think, mm -hmm. you know, the access to amenities. And there's a lot going on in Leaf, as we know. Yeah. Um, so it's been one of the surprise. I know. I've, I've had quite a few people come to visit, whether it be for the fringe or just mm -hmm. for the summer, and they have taken the tram down to, yeah. to Ocean Terminal or just down to yeah. the shore, and um, they would never have done that otherwise. No, so, no, yeah, absolutely. I think that's definitely... And for full disclosure, we, neither is living Leaf, so we, <laughs> we are not ramping Leaf. Um, we're merely reporting the, 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 the facts. The other thing we have seen, um, I, it's certainly calmed a little, um, but still lots of interest on ESPC.com in the outline areas. When we look at our most viewed properties and where there's, there's general activity, the Lovian's still very popular. East Lovian particularly, mm, you know. Uh, yeah. Always uh, some of our most viewed homes are in the East Lovian. In fact, yeah. two months on the run now and, and both being stone cottages. Yeah. So maybe that's more about the dream. Maybe that's more <laughs> yeah. about where we want to retire to rather that, than the yeah. property market. You that's know. people are being nosy about uh, and yeah. doing some um, manifesting. Yeah, <laughs> but if you want to tip, have a lovely coloured front door, it seems to help. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I think um, this has just been a nice little um, teaser to yeah. ease you into season two. We've got a whole host of new episodes coming up, haven't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, we've got um, garden design, our mortgages update, um, as we mentioned, we're going to be chatting about um, marital status and properties. Yes. Um, yes. Which should be a really interesting one. Yeah. Um, we're also hopefully going to have Debbie back on to yeah, chat about I the think economy. I love a chat about the economy, so I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. We're going to talk about lettings. Uh, we'll do 
and updates on the house prices, house price report, market sentiment. We'll get some more experts in on that. And also, um, people liked our Bank Overseas episode. We did one on Spain, yeah. so we're going to do another. Yeah. And we've picked somewhere else. Yes. Um, but we we'll won't be... spoil us, shall we? Spoil no. no we but it's us. further afield than, yeah, than it's Spain. It's warm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll be, we'll, be, we'll be chatting to those as well. And there'll be a few other surprise. Yes. But we still have a few slots left. So if you want us to chat to somebody about yeah. anything to do with properties, whether it be interior design to surveying or anything in between, um, please get in touch with us on marketing at ESPC.com. And otherwise, um, I think we can chat to everybody next week. Yeah, great. Um, but can we just say thanks to everyone that listened to the first series? It was great. And we were delighted with the numbers. Um, that's why we managed to fall on you signs. So thanks, guys, <laughs> for supporting us. I uh, hope you like uh, Series 2 as much. We have had some really good feedback, so we've taken that on. The episode's going to be a little bit tighter. We're, we're going to be filming all the episodes. Yep. So you'll I'm be... shirt now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll be able to watch every episode on our YouTube channel. So please hit subscribe on there to watch. Otherwise, subscribe wherever you're listening, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other podcast provider. <laughs> um, we will be there every Thursday Um until the, to the end of the year that's that's where our yeah, season two yeah. will run until we'll so, yeah. but thanks again guys and uh, we will catch you real soon see you later bye bye